who owns um, WIP and all those stations. Mm-hmm. Welcome they, back to Four Fifth Podcast. Metal Matt here. We got the J Lo talking about some Odyssey shit. Uh, just cut her right off of the air. <laughs> wow, right, at the, right at the knees. <laughs> and Big John Stud. J Lo, continue. Uh, so Odyssey, the the channel that bought um, CBS Radio that hosts WIP and hundreds of other stations across the country, just had a uh, New York Stock Exchange warning. Their stock is in free fall, and they might be um, going bankrupt. So buy now, buy now, buy now. <laughs> so I mean, it it won't hurt, you know. WFAN, WIP, like they'll be fine. But I have a feeling that if this happens, a lot of those radio stations throughout the country are, are dead. Well, good thing we didn't sign that contract. That's right. Maybe we should go into the forfeit petty cash fund and uh, make some moves. <laughs> I think we should sponsor some high school athletes in uh, NIL. This illustrious feast represents the last of the petty cash. <laughs> Anyone knows the line? The movie that that line's from, you get a gold star. Anyone? Anyone? Ghostbusters, come on! I, was, I didn't want to give it up. It's when they get come on, Ghostbusters. Uh, it's it's, it's Ghostbusters. like you guys know where Ivo Shander comes from. Come on, yeah, now. the real, the real Ghostbusters, not the one that they remade. A couple no, the one with Melissa McCarthy, the real one, the Kristen Wiig. Oh yeah, that yeah. Oh yeah, that's the real no. Good one with Leslie Jones. I do want to watch the um, what's the one that that just uh, the Afterlife one that came, um, was yeah. Did you see that one? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I saw it in the theater twice. Really? No, no, you didn't. I heard Bill Murray's in it, so I mean, yeah, I'm sure they made a cameo. You know, I'm sure Bill got a cash grab. He gave like two million. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he did. Good for him. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, we've got an action-packed episode, as always. We're not going to talk about the Sillies, because the Phillies went from the, from the Phillies to the Sillies again in, in the matter of, what, like three innings last night? It, it's got to be like we were talking about, right? Like, is it that building? Is it the dome out there? Is it the excessive heat? Like, why to Bill's – Bill put a great uh, – perfectly the diamondbacks are like the west coast marlins for the phillies it's like we can't beat them they always give us a hard time and it's not like it's um explainable or acceptable like to jesse's you know jesse you you it, it they lose in such an unacceptable way mm-hmm. to, like to, up, to, to terrible teams you're you're up seven nothing and the the diamondbacks bat around on you twice in back-to-back innings I think it was the sixth. It took 90 pitches, 9-0, to get out of an inning. Like, what, what are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? We're, we're trying so to make the fucking playoffs. So I, I'm going to be completely transparent with everyone. I fell asleep um, uh, up 7 nothing. <laughs> As <laughs> you should. You know, what, do you, what else do you do when you're watching a Phillies game? a West Coast game that starts at quarter to 10 and it's a school night and you're up seven, nothing, you fall asleep. I mean, it's yeah. what, it's what it is. You, 
it puts you at rest, you know, at ease. And then you only to wake up um, that you're about to blow the lead. It was, I think it was seven, six at that point. And then they, and then right before I turned it off, they, they, um, they tied it. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's not a good look, not a good look. So, you know, Bill's right. You know, it's like, love to root for him, but what are we going to do when we face the Braves or, you know, the Dodgers or, you know, the Mets? It's night night time. It's night night time. Well, I mean, we have a good record against the, we have a, we have surprisingly good records against good teams. Except I know. For, I mean, except, you got to play the games. You know, you well, got to play for the Mets. Like yeah. the Mets are going to, the Mets will just make us look stupid. So, but I mean, if we're playing the Mets, that means we knock the Braves out, which would be pretty cool. So, but yeah, and we'll see. I mean, that's all. That's all we've got to say about the Phillies. Let's yeah. keep things positive, right? So we've got the, we've got our birds. Uh, you know. Cutting down the roster, um, mm-hmm. you know, working their way to uh, prime time shape here for week one, September 11th. Can't come soon enough, um, you know, for uh, for football, not not for the obvious other reason. <laughs> um, but um, no, but I think, you know, they're making cuts and they're making uh, they're making some moves. Um, John, care to touch on uh, Howie's latest latest uh, acquisitions no i think you hit everything right on the head there wait who did oh, we acquire yeah. who, did, who did we acquire yeah who did we acquire who did we work who did we acquire is, this, is, is it chauncey is it yeah, chauncey, chauncey, chauncey gardner johnson cd deuce and i All believe right. is um ocho cinco just said that's his cousin they looked alike they have the same kind of face i could totally see that 100 percent Hundred percent. So, Ocho Cinco's cousin is on the Eagles. So he's Ocho Cinco with, with but with shitty hands. That's why he plays defense. But, I mean, the, du- the dude, good player though. Ocho was a. I remember Ocho on the Bengals hard knocks. He pulled the Iverson like he like a champion. He put up the McDonald's like yeah, I have like two number sixes and number three <laughs> and like the more more morning. He's like <laughs> he was just like crushing it, and he's like some guys. God bless you. You can just eat like that and, you know. Anyone anyone think we're a little light in a few positions, though? Uh, I it says we have 23 offensive players and 27 defensive and three special team guys. So that means I didn't realize. I mean, that's basically one backup for each position. Only two QBs, three running backs. Like, that's, that's pretty light. Especially My, our, our RBs get dinged up in a game. Yeah, the, that was the, the first. Uh, left tackle's a little light. So they were saying that they might Joby and Sills might open the year on the IR that would give them two more spots and they probably would put offensive guys in those spots. But I guess we'll see what shakes out as far as the final cuz I I don't think you have to have the final roster yet. The the issue would be though, I mean you're right, like if you short term Job that gives you a spot, but the problem is you then have to deal with when he comes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like you might do that for, for to get another RB. Why Miles' hamstrings a little iffy, maybe. Yeah, like you're just kicking the can down the road with that, but you, you never know. Like 
the the Saints still need a left tackle. Uh, granted, I wouldn't trade them uh, Dillard because I want that, that. And Howie's probably the same way. He's like, get fucked. I want that pick to be as bad as possible because I want that pick. Well, it is our pick, but I mean, they lost a left tackle. The Cowboys lost lost a left tackle. So like, the Eagles aren't giving away anybody at that position. But yeah, to, to John's point, like the, the running backs are the, is the one spot where you're like, Ugh. and I mean, we don't have a ton of corners either. And it always seems like a corners, one or two corners gets hurt. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what we do this year with them. Now that we've got all the linebackers in the world and um, some real talent on the defensive line so it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be real interesting to see what they do but yeah i i don't get all the linebackers so, yeah i mean eight eight linebackers it seems that seems like a lot when gonna play a three four defense sometimes well yeah i mean they're 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 definitely gonna do that but i mean you also have nine defensive linemen like yeah, I mean, I guess we're saying basically now that we have two high-end corners, a high-end safety, like we're going to put these corners and safeties on an island and we're going to bring seven, eight, probably a lot. I'm yeah, thinking. I mean. Like in the, the box, like at least have them. Like you're not. Oh, gonna, yeah, they're, they're going to run that. I think they're going to run a lot more of what like Georgia was doing the the second half of the, the college football season when, when they were just like. Yeah, let's just let's really turn it on and, and just start shutting teams down. And um, yeah, I mean, I think under Gannon, the whole the whole idea with him it's just create havoc in the pocket for the quarterback and you know pressure. If you if you get their quarterback quick, you don't got to cover. Obviously, it's not rock. You know, I'm not unlocking any secrets there, but I think that's the plan is just to have Davis and Cox just create havoc in the middle. And then our ends, they're not terrible. Like, Sweat will have some gains. You know, Brandon Graham, love him. You know, obviously team leader on, on the emotional and spiritual end. But, I mean, you know, our ends are definitely not the strongest. But I think our linebackers with, I think, Reddick and Kazir, those are the two that, you know, if Gannis is going to have a defense, I think the linebackers are going to have to – one or two of them going to have to become an all-pro. And they could. Like, they have the pedigree – and when you have a line that's going to just eat up the linemen with Davis and Cox, I mean, those guys are going to be able to fly around and, and make plays. So, I mean, on paper, you know, you know, we kid about this defense that our backups look pretty shitty against, uh, against the Dolphins. But I guess that's just, a, you know, um, you know, I think our, our front seven and now even our back four, I mean, if Epps is getting this hype, you know, you know, shout out to our counterpart, uh, P Shregs, adding him number 10 on the list. Uh, you know, I mean, he's a little guy, but you know, he reminds me of a little bit with his size and just the way he plays. He's like, he's like a, like a honey badger, just, just not the biggest dude, but just has a nose for the ball and just has no fear. So, I mean, I don't is know. This the hel- is this the healthiest that we've been? Out of training camp in a while. Not going wood, other than Landon Dickerson, go figure, hurt, and our these Bama guys that are soft were pretty healthy. I mean, it's you know, I mean, we're doing everything we can to get these guys from from 
down south to, to sack up. But, I mean, come on now. Let's put on the helmet and go play. Kelsey will be ready to go, right? <laughs> Maybe. They, they still right. haven't said. They still haven't said. But, like, as, as good as um, – As as good as um, what's his face is or um, Jer- or Cam's looked like they're not going to rush. Yeah, they're not going to ru- they're not going to rush Kelsey back. Like yeah, I, heard, he, I saw him. They talking about him, but I was a little, little worried about him because he was holding out for like a max money on his rookie deal. But apparently, he's he's a road grader. This one, this jersey, mm-hmm. like he's like this 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 old line. Knock on wood barring anything crazy happening. I mean, this, I mean, it's just insane. Like this might be the most stacked team without being too like crazy, but just like talent that you can objectively look at. This might be the most talented team since like the McNabb era, like just guys are proven guys that are, you know, aren't just like, Oh, you know, you know, couldn't they be good? No, Miles is good. He's got to be healthy. Like, we have guys that are good yeah. staying healthy, but man, it, it, it's that's just what crazy. I was just going to say. Like, what, what, when, when do you, th- when do you expect him to, like, it all comes down to Jalen Hurts. If J- Jalen is even an average quarterback, this is a very good football team. Like, yeah, absolutely. Very and good. Team. If, if Hurts takes that step that I, that I think he's going to take, uh, they they they're one of the best teams in the NFC. Like, I'm not worried about the Cardinals. Like, I'm not worried about them. You know, the Rams are are they're they're one or two injuries away from just falling absolutely apart. You know, you've got the Bucks who lost like half of their offensive line already, and they haven't even played a a, a down of real football. Yeah, it's I'm not. If if Hertz can take that step, this is a this is a stupid a stupid roster. Well, I don't think it looks like that. everyone's still giving the Cowboys the edge over the Eagles to win the the division. Well, that's just because the national media just loves to sniff fucking Jerry Jones' ass. What do you think, John? One thing would no, I'll just say like Bill mentioned like that we have a lot of like proven guys on this team. I I actually think we're a couple a couple injuries short of a disaster on this team. I think there's some depth, but like, you know, our wide receiver core. Yeah. I mean, AJ Brown looks like he could be a player. Um, but I, I don't know. Um, our wide receiving core, like has a lot to prove to, to, from, from my perspective, um, they haven't played a lot in the preseason. Um, I think our running backs are an injury away from being mediocre. You know, I think I think guys like Jordan Maialata looked good last year, but again, Matt pointed out depth. You know, you got Landon Dickerson who's hurt, Kelsey who's hurt. Um, other than the right side of the line, you know, that's really the only sort of steady piece. You got Lane Johnson who you know, I, I want to be I want to be um, cognizant of the stuff that he's been going through in the last couple of years. But, you know, that, that's, you know, hopefully that doesn't sort of come up, you know, and, and that's just, you know, and then Jalen Hurts is obviously the big question. There's a lot of pressure on him. I mean, 
I would love to say that this team is is ready to dominate, but to Matt's point earlier, like what have you proven? Like I I I, I get the hype. I get I understand it. it. We're hyped up, but you know, like there's a lot of question marks. But it, I guess, when the rubber meets the road, like Dallas Goddard, I think's a player, but Dallas Goddard goes hurt, and like you're is Jack Stahl and Grant Call. Call Call Terra, whatever his name is. Like, is that move the needle for everyone? Like, when Miles Sanders go down, is Kenny Gainwell like going to be the guy? Actually, I've got more. Yeah, I've got more faith in Boston Scott. I think. Right, but again, like we also have to remember, this isn't like a ground and pound. No team. We're missing that bowling ball running back. Like I've always. But but I will say to that counterpoint, and I'll let you finish your, your your thought is we led the NFL with this rushing attack last year. Same exact running back room and quarterback. But a lot of it was, was hurt. So. No, I, I agree, but, I mean, he, he's still going to run a lot. Like, that's going to be part of our game. I, I would feel which still scares better. me. Which scares I would feel me a lot still. better if Miles Sanders wasn't as banged up as he's been. But no, yeah, like we've, we've talked about injuries a thousand times on the podcast and the best abilities available. I think we all agree on that. And if yeah. you're not going to be a reliable player, then let's get somebody in here that is. And maybe that's part of the – next step in the, I don't want to look into the future, but of a next position we kind of look at um, moving forward, we've established linebacker. Like, so that's like my, that's my offensive like sort of thing. Like it looks good on paper. And I think that, I think that it's huge for Jalen hurts this year. The schedule's favorable. I think that for all intents and purposes, what you hear through the media, like the culture's there. Um, I just, I just get concerned when we get when when we see a lot of these guys and you're like, man, they look really good, but man, like that's one year of Jordan Mailata playing like really starting at left tackle. Like, let's just hope that he can continue to do it. You know what I mean? It's not like when you said like proven guys, like other than Jason Kelsey and and Lane Johnson on the offense, I don't know who's really proven. You know what I mean? Like, can't really point out like is AJ Brown a proven guy yet? Like he was okay. Titans. He might be the only one, the only other one you can like make the argument for. I mean, like, listen, I think he, I think he's a big dude. I don't know. I don't think he's a proven guy. I mean, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, he had 11 TDs in 2020 and eight in 2019 when he, when he was able to be healthy, like. Yeah. So I mean, whenever we always talk about like guys like Justin Jefferson and Jamar chase and all the other guys that are, everyone's like all hyped for you using the word hyped AJ Brown wasn't really a hyped guy, but I think the move to get him, I think was a good move. Like rather than drafting some unknown or some other guy that might not pan out, I think it's, it's more of a positive move. Now on the contrary, I think our defense has vastly improved. And mm-hmm. I think that that's probably the more important off season um, that we've, that we focused on getting, getting our defense much better. And I think in that aspect, I think we do have proven guys on, on that, on that side of the ball. So that's, that's, I think the exciting part is the defense. That's the most excited that I'm, that I'm for because to like, um, somebody mentioned about Jalen, but like Jalen, if he's just average, like you guys said, great. But if that defense can be a top five defense, I mean, we can go miles to go. Yeah. Here's a fun here's a fun stat. John loves stats. <laughs> Pro Football Focus. AJ Brown through his first three seasons has averaged two point six six yards per route. 
top three all-time in the NFL history, only behind Antonio Brown at 265 and OBJ at 257. Don't know what the fuck metric that is, but he's third all-time through his first three seasons. It's a pretty good stat. I mean, I get it. I'm not trying to say that like whatever, but it, like you see things like that. Like I think he led the league maybe last year, the year before in 40 yard catches or more and stuff. So like, I think he's, I agree, John. I don't think he's elite. I think he's one of those guys that could in the next year to three become like a no brainer top five guy. But I think it's just doing it. And part of the, I think the sentiment with him is, and this is where it's up to hurts to unlock it is they, people feel Tannehill held him back from being mm-hmm. able to become what he can be. But now if Jalen hurts an upgrade in that, that's the question, yeah. you know, I mean, that's, it, it's no well, doubt a huge, it's, it, it, I'm not going to keep reiterating. It's a huge, it's a huge year for Jalen hurts. I mean, this is mm-hmm. the, this is, it, it's very simple. If he can get them to the playoffs and win a playoff game, they're writing him a check for $200 million. Yep. If he cannot, then they're probably going to um, work out a short-term deal for him and figure out a long-term play behind the scenes. If they if they feel if, if they feel it's not working out, but I'm hopeful. I I I, I, I always said ultimate weapon 2.0. So hopefully he. I mean, uh, I mean, you didn't think about it. It's you, you know Carson had like one year, and I'm not. Say apples to apples, it's a different kind of play. But Carson had one year with Alshon and Torrey Smith, and you know he had uh, you know Jay like had a legit offense, and the Eagles just soared. And mm-hmm. this is kind of similar in the sense that we saw Jalen last year with limited offensive help, and he showed flashes, kind of like how Carson did. And then how he's like, all right, let's load up, let's see what we got, and this is kind of take two. That yeah. Alshon, I mean, A.J. Brown is the Alshon, you know, you got, you know, Dallas Goddard, hopefully in that Zach Ertz role, you know, and then, you know, and then you've got, you know, again, not, you know, not that players have to match up to yeah. exact, but just level wise, Carson was stacked in 19 and he delivered. So I also, I also think you guys say, you know, yeah, sure. He's going to run a lot still. And I'm fine with that, but like, if you're saying he's got as many weapons as you're saying he does, which it looks like on paper he does, and he's still relying and looking to run first, that's a red flag for me too. Because what does that? T- I mean, that that first preseason game when he experimented with that touchdown, AJ Brown was wide open and AJ was pissed. He that's what like, I mean. Like he's not he's not like, reading no, his routes. Like he's not seeing the yeah he's not seeing the 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 play unfold. No, and that's I mean I think that's part of it. And hopefully it's the chemistry playing together, learning each other. But that's what Jalen's going to have to deal with, too, is you got a guy making $25 million. He's not a diva. He's a good guy. They're buddies. But he wants the ball. Oh, yeah, and then you got Reaper on the other end. making wants the ball. Thing. And then you got Goddard making $10 million a year in the middle, just destroying linebackers, you know. And then whoever we put in the slot, you know, kind of running around. Probably so. Zach Paschal. Pascal probably, I, w- I would think he's going to be the starter, and then they probably mix in Quez and, God forbid, if one of them subs their toes, you put numb nuts in for a couple of rounds. Yeah, in a perfect world, in a perfect world, Jalen uses his legs to do exactly what any quarterback should do: yeah. is extend a play. Yeah, third yeah. and three, third and four, and this is open. T- take your head down and be smart. It's yeah. another tool in the toolbox for him. You know, like, it, it is. It is. Yeah, I'm it looking is. at the um, the Titans roster. 
from last year. And then, I mean, and then we could just get off this, but like, I'm looking at the Titans wide receiving room last year. It was like AJ Brown, uh, broken down Julio Jones, and then a bunch of nobodies. Yeah. So it's, so it's like the fact that he was able to put up decent numbers in that offense with a bad quarterback and no tight end. And like, it, like you double it, AJ, you can't double AJ because if you double AJ, then Goddard and Reaper are one on one. So yeah. you have to play everybody straight up. And if you play everybody straight up with only a six, seven man box, you hope Miles and whoever's back there can shred you in the ground game. So yeah, it's, it's literally should be Jalen should be reading whatever the defense is giving them, just take. And that's and, the progression he makes this year. And to like go back to John's point, like I'm looking at the defensive line. Like I'm, I'm no Derek Barnett fan, but I mean, Cox looks like he's, they, they've said that he really stepped up this off season and worked real hard. Jordan Davis has looked impressive in preseason when he's played. Brandon Graham looks, has looked good. Um, you've got Hargrave, you've got Taron Jackson, you've got Josh Sweat, you've got Milton Williams. And then you've got all these linebackers like Nicobe Dean and Sean Bradley and Kazir White, like, this defense, like John was saying, is going to get after it. And, I mean, the the Eagles won a Super Bowl. You just need su- health. You just need but, health. Yeah, and, and, like, the Eagles won a Super Bowl. It wasn't just, I mean, outside of the Super Bowl, you know, the, the Super Bowl where, like, neither team gave a flying fuck about playing defense for the most part. You except, know, for that, except for that last play. Except for the last play, but, like – the Eagles by and large that season, their offense played really well, but you look at a lot of those games and their defense played lights out in a lot of those games. So we gave up what 10 points or not even. Yeah. It's that's Julio Ryan Devante. I mean, that was, I mean, that was, I remember that game. We we were supposed to get whacked. I remember all the pundits, mm -hmm. you know, the the Falcons were the sexy NFC champ, you know, to go to their championship game and they're going to wax us and make short work of that. And then, you know, it was just, you know, we had, you know, we had, we had another plan for them, but no, and think about it. I mean, our corners, we had, um, what's his nuts. We had Ronald Darby, Patrick Robinson. I mean, they both were decent, but I mean, Slay and Bradbury, I mean, they're not top five cornerbacks, but this is easily our best cornerback pairing since probably, probably Vincent and And Shalito. I mean, the pair, yeah. I don't I yeah. mean, I can think of one better. I, I mean, again. Bobby Taylor, you're not going to Notre Dame no, no, well, he's older. Bobby <laughs> Taylor and Troy Vincent, they're older. They're, they're, they're older than Shelby. I thought, I thought Bobby Taylor would be the first one out of your mouth. Well, that's the best ever. I mean, Bobby <laughs> Taylor's best, best ever. ever. <laughs> he, he's better than Eric Allen. I mean, they, yeah, I, n- another topic. But, but, yeah, no, I mean, just since then, I mean, this is – and then you mix in having – if Epps is really that guy that we like, and that's the thing, like, Epps is playing strong safety. Like, that's the guy up in the box. Like, they, they must like this kid like, he, like he's got no fear because he's a little one. And mm-hmm. he's going to be that eighth man in the box. They, you know, yeah. he's ready to come hit, you know, you know bring the wood. And the, the videos I've seen of, like, the, the people when they traded for this uh, Gardner Johnson, people are like, man, this Philly's going to fucking love this guy because, like, all the clips are, like, him driving people out of their mind and then swinging at him. 
And he's just like, why? Like, what? Fuck up. Line up and fucking play. But you better be good. Like, I don't want knucklehead playing like that. Like, you know what I mean? No, he's not swinging. He's driving guys talking. Like, I don't mind shit talkers and like, but like, you got to be good if you want to be. I mean, I know you like you need that swag on defense. Like, you want a guy that's gonna. Like, I'm tired of having guys that hit you hard and then pick you up with your other. Like, hit them and then walk the fuck away. Yeah, I don't think this dude's like. Like the one video, he apparently like he snatched the dude's chain in the in the Bears game. He like beat uh, him real bad on a play and that. snatched. That was, uh, that was the the one receiver. It was uh, what's his nuts? Yeah, I remember that when that happened. That was a Monday Night Football game, I think. And something happened. It was like a whole big fuck. It was maybe Allen Robinson. He did it too, I think. Yeah, and he's just like. He, was, I mean, because a fight broke out and they didn't know what happened. I think I don't want to misspeak, but they were like, "Oh shit!" Took his chain. <laughs> like, like you need. I mean, he's a guy that the other team is gonna fucking hate. I'm pretty sure and, the quote he he was like, "You punch like a female." <laughs> like, no, and I mean, honestly, like that's what we miss. Like, I I've been crying for Seth Joyner, kind of Trotter linebacker. If it's gonna be come out of our safety, then so be it. Like, I need somebody that's just gonna. Just be like, like, just, just don't want to do anything but hit you hard every chance he gets, and just and that, that's your job. I, I just googled him. I absolutely love that his playing his player picture. He has the biggest shit eating grin on his face that I've ever seen in my life. It's amazing. It's like the kid that just got absolutely caught doing something. He's just like, fuck it, I don't care. Like, I got away with it. Just. That's a big move. I mean, we're yeah. gonna love it when he when he doesn't get or when he does get caught and we lose fifteen yards. I mean, you know what though? If it drives, let's, the let's other, relax. Let's relax. If it I'm gonna other, hot take. I'm gonna say it right now. It's gonna become Matt Shatter's favorite player in 2022. 20, I hope right so. here. I'm Matt's so. favorite player. I hope absolutely. What number is he gonna be? You think? Like, is he the same number? Or, or? It can't because that's is Marcus he wearing twenty two. Because I wasn't sure what number he wore. If he is, I already like him. I already like Epps him a little bit because Epps is already twenty two. But I, I'm sure a bunch of the numbers are going to be moved around because guys got guys cut. Got and cut. Yeah. Look, I'm, and and the roster. You like you look at guys like there were there were some like decent players. Like there were years in the past in the not so distant past of this team that like you you it didn't even matter. Like cut down day, you're just like eh, whatever. You look at it this year and you're like, holy shit, there were some there were some good players that that got cut from this team this year. And it's it's a testament to to the roster rebuild in the last two years. It really is. It's it's yeah. gonna be fun too because th- a lot of guys on this team next year are gonna either leave in free agency or stay and get paid. So that I think is another interesting thing to watch. Like the yeah, guy, I think Slay's gone next year probably. Like, like, like we talk about the um, CJ that we just got, and I think to myself, that guy wants a new contract. He's going to he, – hopefully he plays his dick off because if he plays his dick off, we would love to give him a contract. We'd love to keep him here if he had – you know what I mean? If he's good, you know what I mean? But do you think I, already has that talk with the guy like, listen, come in. If you, you play anything like you're going to play, we're going to send you during the season. Like, Yeah. Um, my, my, I think Miles Sanders is like another example of that. Like he has been injured the past few seasons. However, if he comes out guns blazing and has a hell of a year, it's going to be hard not to sign him. So I always find that when we have guys like that, that are 
iffy on the contracts. Um, hopefully that's usually an incentive for them to play even, even better. I know that mm-hmm. sounds oh, yeah. I know. That's kind of the always the bugaboo is guys on a contract year, they play through nagging injuries. They give it the extra mile because they're getting that chasing that chicken. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, and that's kind of a guy like miles. They declined his, uh, his what four, fifth year option or fourth year. So he's at this year, you're un, 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 unrestricted. So, you know, uh, it, it, you're right. It's, it's, it's one of those that it's, you just hope you know, they don't disappear after they sign that $200 million check. Well, that's the other, you know, that, you know, that's, that's the reality. It's once you, you know, what, you know, once you get that, you know, check, are you a paycheck player or are you, are, are you like a player? And that's the fear that, you know, it's, you know, kind of, you know, the Carson Wentz scenario, he got paid. And I'm not trying to say that he let injuries overtake him for money, but it seemed that we started hearing more and more about his divaness, his unwilling to be coachness. And it's like, that's interesting. He got a hundred million dollars guaranteed. Now all of a sudden we hear, I only want to talk to this coach at practice. I don't want to run that play anymore. It's like when he was a rookie, we just heard about jolly gee Josh. I love being an Eagle and let's whatever Doug calls, I'll call, I'll call, you know, everything and then he gets paid it's like you know i'm 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 the franchise i do what i want it's like all right you know so and you it, never know and you never know when you're going to get that like oh you, i mean you hope you gauge it right and yeah. whatever but it's, i mean what's hurts been playing with right now a million dollar contract two two million hurts jalen yeah like, yeah probably yeah because he's on a rookie like he only gets like six seven million over four yeah. years so he's hungry yeah, but but who's to say this Gardner Johnson guy, as talented as he is, you know, the point I'm trying to make earlier is he comes in, and all of a sudden, you know, he's not getting along with his coaching staff. You know, someone in the locker room's pissing him off. The chemistry's not right. It's always the gamble. He, he's I mean, not, you know, it, it's a gamble. So it's kind of like I get that everyone gets excited and stuff, but here's this the the thing I was trying to make was just like here here we go again with the the hype. You know, it's like, let's just, well, I guess the reason that I was level expectations here, you know, I'm glad he's ripping people's chains off and stuff. It's great. But like, (laughs) you know, it's awesome. But, but I Uh, think Matt, but, but don't you, maybe the word excited over the talent. I I think that's the word. I think it's, it's let, I think hype is something that Twitter and, and Facebook creates and the media creates. I think the excitement and more so than ever with the NFL, because they have a whole week to hype that shit up. You know, it's like what we were talking about, like last week with the Phillies. It's like there's 2000 games in an MLB season. There's only so much you can hype up in between every every other game. It's like you've got a whole week between one game to the next that you can just feed, you know, you know, just blast shit on Twitter and just like and just, you know, build up these expectations. And then for, you know, we've all been watching football a long time. It's like, how often do they really, those expectations really live up to what they, what they hyped up. It's just, you know, yeah, not it's every just, one of those guys is going to be perfect that we got. No, no. And I'm there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be a, there's going to be a fuckhead in one of these guys. Yeah. Guaranteed. Hey, 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 and you know what? And shit happens. I get that. You know, Football is a, a very physical, emotional, competitive game. And, you know, shit happens, man. Like when you compete, you do dumb shit, you say dumb shit. And it's, it is what it is. But I'm just, I just hope that it doesn't tarnish 
end up bleeding into the locker, like into the locker room, tarnished chemistries, stuff like that. Like that's the stuff like to Bill's point, like you, you can only do so much and, you know, um, engage it so much before the rubber meets the road during the season. And, and it can really just be a sequence of plays that kind of just spins these guys out of control. Um, so, I mean, will I be rooting for him? Yeah. Will I be go out buying his Jersey? Absolutely not. You don't have um, to. It's on its way over to the house. <laughs> Did you guys get a chance to uh, listen to the press conference today with Howie and Nick? No. So the, the last on my list, uh, the last part, the one to your point, Matt, about like the locker room. I think the culture here is one of the the, the strongest parts of this team. Yeah. And and they, uh, Howie did a quick story about how after the Tampa Bay loss, when they got back, um, how he's waiting for his car to warm up and uh, Nick Sirianna called him and apparently Zach McPherson's car had broken down. So Nick had stayed with Zach McPherson until like triple a arrived and how he was like, you stay with him," And he's like, yeah, it's my guy. Like I got him." And it was kind of like, it was an interesting story that he said at the end of the press conference, but his point of that story was that like that culture, that bond that they have created, I think is, is a testament to not only the, the, um, the, the guys that we've had here for a while, the Brandon Graham's, the, the mm-hmm. Lane Johnson's and the, the Kelsey's. Boxes, the, yeah. And yeah. I think, I think that is, is just as important, if not more of like the talent of the team. And I think that's, what's one of those things that I kind of like, that's exciting to me is like, well, that could bring talent out, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so it, helps it. it helps. It helps us nurture it. The I want to go to war with him. be himself and not have to feel for repercussions. And, and I mean, and, and the reality is, is I mean, to play, uh, I mean, NFL, you got to be a little crazy, but to play defense in the NFL, like you got to be batshit crazy. Like you're not all there. Like you're paid to just go run into people full speed and knock them to the ground. Try. So it's like, you're going to have guys that are a little off the cuff and whatever. So it's like, you want, it's like, any, you know, it's, it's like any company you want, you want to like have like, you know, breed that mentality, but in a pause, but steer it in a positive direction, yep. not acting yep. like a fool. And so I think what the John's point is the Eagles have through the years, you can't deny it, have been an organization that's pretty buttoned up that when nonsense hits the fan, it's really eliminated in a pretty quick manner, no matter what level you're at. Obviously, Carson being the latest point, and that part of it was his attitude and the play. But I think that's to, to, to John's point, it's I think guys who come in that situation, being the new guy, also want to be accepted. So they're not going to come in like rocking the boat and they're going to see what's in place here. And Saints are a great organization, they've had a lot of success, but. You know, it's one of those that they're on a different, a different trajectory. Last year was a debacle. They're still whatever. Like, we're on a trajectory that, like, any winning football player is going to want to be on. Like, we're in a very winnable division. We have exciting new players. We have arguably one of the best becoming, you know, the, the trenches in football. Like, there's so much to be positive about. There's a reason for this guy to come in and be an, and be an idiot. He's going to come in and hopefully just be himself and – you know, the big first big he's going to have, you're going to see Slay going crazy with him and whoever, and just going to be like, all right, this is our guy now. And that's to my point. That's exactly what I want. My next and probably final thought on, on this whole thing. And then I have like a, a question for you guys is 
I hope by week three, I love this guy, and we see the emergence of the Legion of Boom East Coast style. You know what I mean? Oh, oh boy. I, I, I mean, everyone would love that, right? Oh, God, here we go. But 12th man, the, the new my 12th man there. flag, 12th my 13th man, my 12th man flag is actually I it's hanging, but I, I don't have it dropped right now because I know it piss you guys off. But um, no, I mean, it, no, it's actually it's it's on its way. I ordered one a flagpole for my front yard, um, the 12th man flag. But anyway, I hope by week three, I love this guy. Jesse said he's going with number 23. It, he's heading in the right direction. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, let's, I mean, what more can we hope for as fans? Right. And, 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 you know, go out, have, have grit, be nasty, but, but project it to Bill's point, project it on the other team and don't, don't, don't let it spoil the chemistry that John just described because that ultimately, you know, will make or break. Um, it make or it makes or breaks teams, especially in the dog days of the of, of the season and in the playoffs. I mean, you're going to war with these guys. Everyone needs each other's back. Everybody love everybody. Ele, ele. That was my idea. Is it too early to go th- through the schedule and and do the record? Uh, do the record, or do we I want mean, to do that next week? I mean, why why should you? It's seventeen and zero. <laughs> Oh my god! Here yeah, it I'll is. give you a little. I was fourteen and three, a little conservative, but I like where your head's at. I mean, do we do we do it? We did it. We've done it every year. Or do you guys want to continue with any? Well, I mean, if we do that, we have to scrap the disc golf segment. So I mean, no, 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 no. That's Bill. I'm trying to get to the disc golf segment. Son of a so, bitch. So I want to just, you know, I want to. Um, we yeah, need to educate you guys. Whatever, hey, whatever, whatever. You know, listen. It's a fluid episode. We have, you know, to our listeners, we have an agenda that we usually follow strictly. But sometimes there's sounds a sounds like Bill might not be prepared for this disc golf segment. We're we're uh, I mean prepared is a, is a unique. Hey, one. look, we can we can slide in the union talk. I know Jesse's Jesse's always right, locked and loaded. Oh, sorry. We'll, we, we'll be back for some te- uh, technical repairs real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Jesse. The plug gets full. I just, I, I, I've got an email into Skype's IT t- uh, team, so they're looking into it. I don't they're, know why. They're the only first place team in the Philly, team. and they get no love. I mean, what a Philly thing. They're the only first place team in Philly, and they get no no, no attention, no love. Yeah. Not, not only they're the only first place team, they're the second best team in the entire league, and they are, are rapidly catching up to – you thought the, of Portland or Kansas City? Uh, LAFC. Oh, God. Yeah, they got, they, yeah, they're kind of stacked this year. They got a bunch of foreign guys over there. Yeah, I mean, LAFC's got all the money in the world. But, I mean, they're only three points behind them. But the the Union are a absolutely fun team to watch. They have four times this year, they've hung six goals over six. They did seven on one team. Uh, they've dropped at least six on four teams this year and allowed no goals in, in those four games. Like they are scoring goals for fun. Like they've, they've scored 57 goals. They've only allowed 20. Like they've got the best defense in the league. They've got the best goalie in the league. They're I saw that every home game. Cause that home game pick you sent with Maxi, that stadium looked pretty full to me. It, I mean, they're, they're not selling out out, but like it's, 
it's but close. No, like oh. it's they're probably like 80, 90%. Um, so, I mean, they're depending on who's comes in sometimes earlier in the year, they had a couple like over, over a hundred percent with like, they were only sell, selling standing room, but like they are a stack team. They're scoring goals for fun. They're three forwards. Each have over 10, well over 10 goals. Like this is a team that, that has a legitimate shot to uh, either tear my fucking heart out or uh, or win the league. Like the, it's it's going to be one or the other because there's seven are... games left in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the if the if the regular season ended today, they would be in the postseason. They are the number one seed in the East. They have a first round bye. What are the possibilities that they hold that seeding through uh, the last seven games? They would have to absolutely shit, shit all, all over themselves. Yeah, so the second place team has forty nine points. So that I mean, it's it's not inconceivable. I mean, they do have a game in hand on us, but they're 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 playing really really well. So I so their I destiny is in their own hands. Yeah, absolutely, but. The, the only thing that's kind of weird with the MLS playoff bracket is since only one team on each side of the bracket gets a bye, they don't reshuffle after that first round of games. So unfortunately, the union would get the 4-5 seed, whereas on the other side of the bracket, it's 3-6 and the 2 and the 7. So the, the other side of the bracket has a slightly easier game, but they don't have... Um, they don't. They don't have a, a buy. Here's so. a dumb question I got for you. Since I'm not really a soccer guy, mm-hmm. and you may or may not know the answer, why do some teams have the word "United" after their their name? It's just like a. It, it's a old school. You know, it's like Sporting FC United. It was. It's like a European. It's. It's. So an, it's definitely name. rooted from over the pond i'm sure yes yes so it's it's kind of and it's it's one of those things that i kind of wish that we didn't need to like you got you need to copy it jesse i agree like like what if we were philly united well the the yeah well we we called ourselves the union so it's close right well at least Uh the union it's the whole thing the whole team was was there and their original jerseys and the stripe on the thing it's the union army from the I mean, that was the whole vibe, the light blue stripe with the, with the, or I'm sorry, the dark blue with the, the tan stripe on the original crest was the, the way that the union army went into battle for the, for independence. So that's kind of where it all, that all came from. But yeah, like, and is the snake for like the don't, don't tread on me type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. They did it. They did it before the Sixers did, but yeah. Um, Oh yeah, yeah you did. Yeah, you've you've got you know New York City Football Club. You've got you know club, you know club, you know the whole Miami nonsense. You've got FC Dallas, Nashville SC, you know Minnesota United FC. It's it's stupid, and you could have had. I mean, you don't need to go like a hundred percent, you know, America on it, but <laughs> some of it just feels fake. Right. Like that's, that's a good way. It just feels forced. And there's no, just like, maybe if there was a club or two, there's a reason, whatever, but just to force them to everybody. I agree. Like it's, 
without repeating what you said, it just doesn't feel like it's a yeah. yeah like the Salt Lake team, misses. the Salt Lake, the Salt Lake team is Real Salt Lake. Like Real was something that was given to Madrid from the crown. Like it, there's there's no. They're just biting off of like. Yeah, it's just heritage. at that point, it's just fucking astroturf. Like, make yeah. it your own thing, and it's, yeah. it, you know, it is what it is. But I mean, the, they're, the they're, whole sh- the crest that Chicago has is pretty dope. Is that yeah, the, like FC? They're, are they Chicago FC? Are they the Fire? They're the Fire. Yeah, I mean, some of the newer jer- or some of the newer logos that they've redone in the last couple of years aren't terrible. Um, like some of these stadiums are big, like 30, 40. 50,000 and they're, they're, they're filming. I, I, I didn't pretty cool stadium. The, the, the timbers. I like their yeah, the, pretty. Theirs was a minor league baseball stadium that they took over. Uh, Austin. Is FC. that Portland? Yeah. yeah. Portland Austin. Austin. I always like their icon too. The hatchet. Yeah. Is the uh, Seattle Sounders? Is that the women's league or is that the men's league? Seattle. That's the, no, the Sounders are the American or the men's team. So I thought I wasn't sure if they were the yeah. Um, And I mean, they 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 fill up as much of the where the Seahawks play as they're allowed. Yeah, Um, yeah, that stadium gets nuts. Austin fills up. Austin gets thirty or forty thousand a game. Charlotte pulling thirty forty thousand a game. KC gets pretty packed. I saw some packed games at KC. Yeah, KC gets um, Atlanta. I mean, it's it's going in the right direction. So. I mean, it's rapidly overtaken the NHL, which really isn't hard. But man, no matter, starts full with it. Full with we'll we'll it's see what happens. Like the, the league is going in the right direction, but we can you know jump off this to to something else. But yeah, go see a Union game because they're really good this year, and you can still get tickets, and they're fun to watch. I second that. Well, another league that's starting to come jump off is disc golf, right, Bill? Yeah, I'm not starting to. It's 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 been it's been fierce for about 20 good years. It's just with the help of YouTube now, YouTube channels, wink wink, nod nod. It's exponentially grown in the last few years, thanks to several production companies, our friends at Joe Prez, uh, Joe Mez Productions, Gateway Media, the Disc Golf Guy. This there's several companies that have taken advantage of it and geez bill what checks are you cashing because i don't see these i don't see i don't see any of these royalties listen we're gonna get to it now we're we're getting there we're getting there we're getting there um now and this is another reason that it makes sense for us to be involved with youtube look this is in in roads it's 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 not a direct correlation but they you know they're you know they're they're on the same same interstate um, what really helped the uh, disc golf for for a viewership on YouTube? Kidding aside, is drones. They use drones to preview the holes. Yep. Yeah, you know, before the holes to kind of just show you know, obviously where you want to go, like real golf, you know, whatever. But then, like during the actual shooting, they have, um, you know, not to, like, at that point they have three or four camera guys using like good camera equipment stationed at good places. So like you literally just get to see the disc fly and. Again, it's everything else. It's not an exciting sport, you know, from that sense. Like, oh, here's a guy on, on a tee pad throwing a disc. But when you do it, it's just one of those things that, like, you it's like anything else, you appreciate it. Because a lot of the courses that you play, like, for example, this week is the is the biggest tournament of the year. It's Worlds. It's in, in uh, Emporia, Illinois. Every year they change. Um, there's probably, like, 
15 to 20 courses that are like elite series, which is the top tier of disc golf. And last year was in North Carolina. They move it around a little bit, but, um, but I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a growing sport. Like I said, it's, you know, sports, a loose term, you know, it's, you know, you're throwing discs, you know, but there's some, you know, just some, you know, the courses are usually anywhere from like three, four five miles long. So you're walking them and they're usually, you know, not usually, but a good amount are like in nature preserve. So you're, you know, it's, it's good, nice atmosphere. You know, there's the hike, you know, kind of hiking involved, but you know, it's, it's getting popular. Like, um, you know, uh, last year or two years ago, Oh, I, 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 I didn't watch all the worlds last year. Cause of, no, I didn't. It was in North Carolina. It's a tough little course, but they were just in Ogden, Utah. And they had two years ago and they had like 20, 25,000 people like watch big paying hundreds of dollars to go watch like the entire like round. So like, I remember stopping by your place last year and you had it on. Yeah. Joe Mesley. Yeah. That's when I follow the guy. You started with the camera, just going around with the GoPro kind of 10, 10, 12 years. It's actually 10 year anniversary. It sucked me right in. I mean, it looked like a, I mean, it looked like, you know, if you were comparing it to a golf broadcast, it looked like a a lower end yeah. broadcast of like a golf tournament. Yeah. But you totally, for someone like myself at that time, not really, not totally understanding disc golf. I mean, understanding the premise of it, but like the specifics and the, you know the fact that they use different size discs and and you totally. I sat there and I got it right away. Um, you understood their approach, how they were, you know, uh, you know, the, 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 the strategy behind, you know, each, each, um, do you call it hole? I yeah, mean, it's hole. still holes. Yeah. yeah. You know, they use a lot of golf terminology, you know, in strokes and, you know, it's obviously pars and birdies and whatnot. So it's, um, like I said, it's one of those that like, it definitely falls into the acquired taste category. Um, you know, I'm a fan. I played it you know, leisurely for about over 20 years now. And I started playing it just kind of hanging out with buddies that were into it and just kind of just to walk around and be outside and kind of yeah. just do. And then it's like, all right, I'll grab some discs and I would just borrow discs two from, from friends and you th- and then take everything else. You start throwing it. It's like, all right, well, let me try a little bit harder. You start trying to try it. And then like anything else, there's just different techniques on how to throw it, different discs to use. So again, do I think it's like action packed and you're going to, you know, gather up for, oh my God, look, you know, round one's on, you know, release. But it's one of those that if you play, it's, you know, it's like you just appreciate that, you know, the level that these guys, like, you know, like any sport, there's just elite levels. And it's like, man, I play these courses and I, you know, it takes me five shots. And these guys are doing it in two or three. It's like, wow. And they're using the same discs that I use. It just, they, you know, so it's, again, it's one of those that it's gained some, some popularity. A lot of it is, is, like I said, you know, the, the the events are at campgrounds where it's kind of that, you know, that just if you're an outdoor person, it kind of coincides pretty well. Like a lot of the pros have have RVs and just travel the country in their RVs with their wives and dogs and whatever. And, you know, it's one of those that you go to a park to play. It's five, ten bucks. And usually half the money goes to a donation to the park anyway for upkeep. So it's kind of one of those. You know, I've got a couple state parks near me, and apparently they've got some pretty decent golf disc golf courses there. Yeah, there, there's two there's two courses in Delaware. One's in um, Newark. They were they go to every year. I forget the name of it. If I Iron Hill, maybe I forget the name of it. Um, but that's uh, one of the majors every year that like 
you know, some some of the West Coast pros will come out for it, but there's probably like 20, 25 like guys that are legit that make probably hundreds of thousands do sponsorship. But like Paul McBeth, he's like technically probably the most accomplished disc golfer. And he just signed a 10-year, $10 million endorsement contract with Discraft. Um, it's the first million dollar contract in disc golf. And I mean, it's, it's, and for your guys world, it's kind of neat. Cause like, as some, you know, there's a handful of disc companies and they're all into like individual designs on the discs and stuff. It's like a very, they're always making t-shirts and like, it's very graphic design centric, like sport. So I think you guys would appreciate that aspect of it a little bit. Cause you know, you know they nerd out with stuff on sometimes the telecast talking about like shirts and shit. They made it's a god great. Boring, yawn, here we go. It's all pixelated and shit. Here we go. You know. Hey, well they gotta be they gotta be printing TIFFs. They can't be using, you know, GIFs or JPEGs. Looking they guy. get too green. But yeah, no, I mean that's my little spiel. I, I recommend just one of those if you're an outdoor person. You don't need much. Actually dicks and like uh models, they sell discs now, like in like the the bigger brands and you know, it's one of those that Again, you know, it's it's not for everybody, but it's it's gaining some it's gaining some steam. You know, YouTube has been a big part of that. You know, you know. Yeah, so. I, I think um, you know, I think it's taken a step to know. You know, now everyone kind of knows what those big metal chain baskets are in yeah. parks. You know, whereas yeah, like ultimate disc. five years ago, you know, ultimate no one knew what the hell those things were. You know. No, like yeah, I said, it's just one of those, it's, you know, for long, and it kind of is, it's people see it like a hippie sport, you just get are outside and you're whatever, you know, enjoying the elements and all that comes with it. And, uh, and, you know, which is true, but it's just kind of one of those things where, you know, it's, you know, they, they begin to monetize it more and more. Cause when I, I wonder to- if the evolution of golf helped like sports like this golf. Get, like, I think it is. Well, and I think it's that and just the natural like entrepreneurship of people that are like, you know, to, to, to like like Joe Mez, like they're probably one of the biggest production companies that you know, that that shoots the events now. And the guy was just like, I'm a fan of this stuff. I'm not very good, but I, I like to go to pro events sometimes and just, you know, go to the events like you do. Like it's like you walk the course with the pros on the rounds. And it's just like he's like, no one's like, like, like filming this. Like people might want to watch this. You can't be here. And that's how he started. He just asked if he could take his GoPro on some holes and, and upload some stuff. And now they just Jomez Productions paid the 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 PDGA, which is the Professional Disc Golf Association, to you noobs, uh, half a million dollars for licensing rights. I mean, I mean that they're, they're paying real much for ten events. No, they get fifteen events that, that they get to cover. But I mean, they're getting anywhere from. 200,000 to 400,000 views on YouTube an event. I mean, so it's, you know, there's some, there's some eyeballs on it, but again, it's, it's, it's an acquired taste. So it might not be a weekly segment, but there's merit. Like, like recently they were in Europe two weeks, a couple weeks ago for the Europe, cause you're um, with COVID being down. It's very popular in, in um, Europe, like Estonia, like a lot of like actually where it's just not really good right now. A lot of Eastern Europe countries, it's very, popular because you have a lot of land over there and you know it's, it's very inexpensive to play right so, so a lot of the pros are coming over here now because there's a lot more money tournaments than over there um and uh they had a big the european tournament was just recently and america's had to go back over there now because of covid so um one of the pros who's been a pro for like 20 years this guy nico lacastro 
very fiery guy. Like just like there's a lot of rules like golf. Like you can't get aggressive. You have timelines to shoot. Like there's like, like there's rules you have to like. It's very strictly monitored from the other players you play with. Like kind of like how golf is. And Nico always takes too long, and so people call time on him. And the spotter on the, for the tournament called him out, gave him a penalty stroke, and the guy he went like nuts on the guy. He has a two-year ban now. A lot, you know, a lot of controversy. Nico's a lot of big-time player, but I've already gone way over with this, so I apologize uh, for all you. No, it's all good. I mean, one of the one of the topics we have on our list is end zone dances. Right. Oh, that was mine. Yeah. Like, oh, like, 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 is there value for them? Is it a waste of time? Like, why are guys all, all, all of a sudden getting penalized for doing, you know, like I, I, for one, I, I, I celebrate the end zone dance. I think it's just, it's added entertainment value. What if, what if like golf and ever entered, introduced some sort, not an end zone dance, but like, Guys can do a little dance before as they come up to like tee off, you know, like nothing crazy, but like they all have their own little signature move or their own little signature thing that they do. Or like, you know, maybe in disc golf, they can like, you know, just to kind of like set themselves apart from the pack and like and just carve a little niche. Like it's not an end zone dance, but it would it would be like a teeing off type of thing. I don't know. I think the wave is what all you're going to get in golf. I think you're going to get the. I, I think golf, pro, real the golf, nod, the the the, the real the hat golf nod. It'll always be. There might be somebody eventually that gets a little maybe edgy, but I think a tiger least, tiger with his like like huge fist. Yeah, like that's stuff. about like even that was like controversial. Like wow, the show of emotion. It's like well, yeah, he said a forty foot. It's just because of how great. Like I mean, the guys like basically back then was making history with like every like putt, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, it's, you know, so yeah, I think, you know, this golf, you know, it's, you know, some guys will, will get pumped, but it's, you know, I, I, I think they try to mirror themselves off of real golf in the sense that they try to have like the etiquette and yeah, they, 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 they take it a little far sometimes for my liking, but um, not to just say any kind of spice it up, but I think both those games and the current settings are meant to be more of a calm, gently a gentlemanly womanly kind of sport where it's like oh after you sir ma'am nice shot got the golf clap very very you're saying none of these guys are doing like a hit of acid before they you know start happy gilmore riding the uh, club horse (laughs) if they didn't make a putt doing the twirls around (laughs) the holes you know you know so but you know but i mean the way things are going and the way standards are, are, are going I mean, I mean, you can't even wear shorts on a pro golf tour when you're, if you're a player. Like, I mean, so, I mean, shorts might be a good step when it's 95 out and you're playing in Houston and you're yeah. like, it's like dripping sweat stuck to your pants. But I mean, technology and sports clothing has come a long way, though. Yeah, so. no, no, you know, and, not, and, and, and we can move past it if you guys don't want to discuss it, but the topic with the end zone thing i was kind of getting towards too i feel like now it's already gotten corny that like the whole team gets together they run down in front of the camera and now it's like i feel like it's lost the spontaneity of it like not that you can't have something planned but like every turnover there are they all run down to the end zone they lay I thought there. it was cool you know what COVID. i mean like i thought it was cool for covid because no one was there 
And it was like that little extra thing that they did for everyone watching at home. But now that like people are back in the stands and stuff, it's just, it's kind of, lo- it's kind of lost its luster. It's kind of kind of kind of like it was neat, but it's like watching the linemen run down to get to the end zone to try to lay on the floor. It's like, all right, we get it. Like you made a good play celebrate. But it's like, this is now becoming like, like this is a thing now where y'all have to get together at the end zone and like look for the camera and start like throwing up signs. Oh, I love you. It's like, all right, all right, all right. You know, it's, you know, you can pay a lot of money. We get it, you know, but I don't know. Like it just, it, it, it just feels like kind of forced and it's like, you know, is it already for me? It's already kind of losing some of the, some of the luster. And it's like only been allowed for the last couple, three, four years. And it's like, yeah, I mean, like it shouldn't be unallowed to me, but I feel everything just like, you know, like even the one year when was our Super Bowl year when the we did like 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 the rowboat thing or whatever with Tory Smith, he ran into the end zone and he did. I think it was cool, but, but like that like that was what three four years ago, and now it's kind of just like. All right, you know what are they going to do? They're all going to run down, and but anywho, I don't mean to be uh, sourpuss about celebrating, but it just seemed like it for me. It's already kind of losing a little bit of luster. That's like, oh, here we go. But maybe, maybe, maybe with our defense, we'll have so many, we'll have some good ones, and and they'll re reinvigorate my uh, spirit for it. Hopefully, Jonathan Gannon and his boys. That that guy. Does he ever smile? I've never seen him smile on the sideline. He just sits there with his arms folded. Yes, we know you have big muscles, John. You wear tight, tight shirts on your arms. We can see. Thank you. Now go stop somebody on third and seven, please. That, that's the scary part. If he has such a good defense, I mean, he was talked about. I think he interviewed for a couple coaching jobs. So Yeah, Denver you know, and Houston, I think, were the two. Got to watch out and think about that as well. No, I mean, the reality, that's the thing, too. It's. And that's the thing with that, but the NFL that's just so different now. It's like, you know, the like the days of Jim Johnson and Andy Reid are, I mean, maybe not completely gone, but I mean, Andy's here what, fourteen years? Jim Johnson was here how many years? Like he just had that like, oh, this is the you know, it's like but now it's like give a good assistant coach in two years he's gone. Because somebody else wants him now. So it's and I get it, you can't fault the guy for wanting to get a promotion, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like the same time, and that's what I was saying earlier when I texted Jesse, like I just have no attachment to this team yet because it's like guys are new. We haven't been through the battles, you know, like you know what I mean? There's just no like other than like Fletcher and Kelsey, a couple guys like that. It's like these guys, we haven't we haven't bled together yet. So, you know, and same with Sirianni and the coaching staff. It's like, all right, you know, I, you know, you seem like you're a good dude, but. I don't know if I'm about you yet. You know, I'm not I not about you, but it's just like, you know, you're fiery. That's your thing. Cool, cool, cool. But, you know, it's just, uh, but yeah, no, if you, have a, if you have a good year this year and we're a top defense, again, 100% is gone next year. 100% will be gone. So it's just like, you know, it is what it is. It's just not for long for a reason, I guess. Is that, that could be Bill's final thought on this episode. Who's 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 next? Who wants to go next? Final thought. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear John and Jesse's final thought for this episode. More disc golf talk. Fine. <laughs> fine. Fine. Um. Yeah, disc golf's interesting. 
Yeah, no, I was, you know, thank you for, you know, I didn't want to talk too long about it, but again, it, uh, you know, I have, a, I have a lot of questions, but yeah. we can get that onto another episode. We can stretch it out, keep them well, keep or offline. Or I want to give the cow away. Well, I'm sure they're going to start offline. <laughs> um, my final thought is, uh, uh, I'll pass it to Jesse because my final thought is what he says at the end of every episode. Oh, I got a final thought. Are you excited for it, Bill? One, John. I was waiting for the Go Birds. <laughs> I set it up. It was like a set and a spike. But I, we weren't going to do that yet. I mean, we can certainly, you know, nuke the ending. And all right. So here's my final thought. Here's Thanks, my Matt. final. Thank thought. you for okay. saving this. And it's thank you for saving this. <laughs> we had an engine go out. We had an engine go out. <laughs> Crashing into the mountain. Uh, Crashing into the goddamn mountain. So my my final thought is actually a random piece of knowledge, non sports knowledge. Seeing how we've reached the end of summer and ever all the kids are going back to school. It made me wonder. Why do kids not go to school in the summer? Bro. I don't know if anyone's ever wondered why. Is there pussies? But I got the answer. I've got the answer. Many people think it's so kids could work on the farm way back when. But that's not the real story. Before air conditioning, so many families would take extended vacations to cooler climates in the summer that classrooms would sit empty. Eventually, schools just gave kids and teachers the summer off. So basically, kids just fucking kept cutting school until the school was like, but fuck it. We'll just give three months off. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> How about that shit? Baltimore doesn't, their, their schools don't have air conditioning. So, like, just imagine. So, no know, one goes to school in Baltimore. But I mean, just imagine like it's a hundred fucking degrees out, and you're in. We like, never had air conditioning I, in our I, school. Open either. fucking windows. I don't understand what kind of society we live. We never in. had. We never had air. You always knew when it was like Iowa tests or like the final exams because all you heard going down the hallways were the 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 fucking box fans. fans. Yeah, like you didn't thing. hear anyone saying nothing. Yeah, the big one in the corner that you always had the one kid that was like. <laughs> man i don't know what i don't know what schools y'all went to mine all had air conditioning oh well hey hey whoa, whoa hey whoa. excuse me excuse me <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean i, I went to heater. i mean i remember when the heat would go out like it would just like put your jackets on yeah <laughs> like, it would just put your jackets on like wear your jackets heat out like summertime is like Perfect. You had your basketball. You just left basketball jerseys on. You, you just shorts. left your gym clothes on. Sandals. Yeah. Yeah. And you took the detention for wearing yeah, shorts. We had I mean, that's what it that was. Were like big ones that, you, that like cracked open big, like the, like the pullout ones with the hands. Yeah. So like dude, just open the windows and like the teacher would always be like, we know it's hot. We will get through this. You'll be out of here soon enough. Like, like, and they'd be like, ah, oh, so hot. Teachers would, teachers would get mad as hell if people were fanning themselves. Remember? I had teachers all the time. Stop. Stop that. Stop that. I remember, I remember like in fifth grade when I started wearing Umbros to school. Like oh, yeah. Like, Don't you remember the clip-on fans that you clip on your desk? Uh, we, they, sure. had the, they had the uh, foam uh, fan blades because they were exposed. 
we were poor in Berlin. We just had paper that we just flag ourselves. We with. just flag. We just, <laughs> yeah. We no, just. I mean, granted, where I went to high school was in you know Upper Pennsylvania, and um, it didn't get so hot very often up there, and when we were still in school, so it didn't really matter. But yeah, yeah. Just, My elementary just, school. Jesse had real chicken nuggets when we had chicken byproduct. It was like yeah, yeah. Jesse had yeah. Thursday, Jesse had but, that real. Jesse had that real good that that real good byproduct. They they real Jesse had chicken tenders that were real chicken breasts. We had the fucking nuggets. <laughs> well, I mean, bro, let's. I mean. Jesse had real pizza. We had the square alias. Oh yeah, we had, no, no, my yeah, elementary school. We did, the, we did the French bread pizza. Oh, all right. yeah, all right, yeah. bread from from pasta day that they put some some cheese on, and they're like, "Here, give us two bucks for this shitty pizza. It's worse than Elio's." No, the the food at the food at my high school was was a, was atrocious, but also the education that they gave was atrocious too. It was one of the it was one of the worst schools, worst performing school districts. But you had air conditioning. But, well, I mean, yeah, there's a silver lining in all this. Yeah, I mean, my graduating high school class was also seventy kids. So. Jesse can't do long division to this day, <laughs> but he was comfortable in in his classroom. Fuck yeah, yeah. They stayed consistent. But yeah. that's a solid way. That's a. I think I, we got a final thought out of everyone there. So, for myself, Metal Matt, the J Lo, Go Union, Dupe, Dupe, Dupe. We've got Big John Stud. We've got the Wild Bill. Let your discs fly, John. Jesse ain't gonna let you down. Go birds. <laughs>